Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick, and I am just dreaming to be here today. Rob Schulte, in Los Angeles once again. And, uh, gentlemen, today we're recording at what I like to call the doghouse. The doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. You know, well, you have these monuments of uh, dogs everywhere, I would say, yeah. 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 Doghouse. Uh, it is, uh, it's our Eagle Rock studio, guys. We've got the Hollywood studio, we've got the West Hollywood studio, and now we've got the Eagle Rock studio yeah. for Magical at the Movies. We're yeah. multi-location. You know, we're going to have to record an episode at my place one of these yeah. days, too. Yeah. I mean, this is becoming like a thing, right? Yours is more of like the video studio. <laughs> I know, you know? Right? That's your social happy hour happens. <laughs> and, and like the table reads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, big news, though, today. Before, like, They probably saw what the episode's about. Yes, it was my choice, audience, but... We have some news we alluded to at the end of last episode, and we're bringing right to the forefront today, because we're not going to beat you over the head with it, but we do have a Patreon now. Patreon.com slash Magical at the Movies. Yeah. Now, Peter. Yes. Yes, Rob. We were having, all three of us were having some drinks, sir, and uh, (laughs) we just decided this was the best idea ever, and you were like, you know what needs to go behind the paywall? Yes. Are the movie trivia episodes. Yeah. Because those are the most, I think, uh, apparently those are the most popular episodes. And, and, and the most risque ones. And the most risque <laughs> ones. So I may, you know, I make it a little, little, you know, toasty, a little wasted, <laughs> and might blurt out something that is not so um, non-risque, you know. Right. I might really? say the F word, or, you know, I might say something like, you, you know, you, off the wall. You guys also get the Lord of the Rings sermon reading oh, from yeah. Rob Schulte. <laughs> <laughs> sermon reading. <laughs> I yeah, love it's that, great. by the way. That was a great reading. Oh, man. It was one of the best episodes ever. And uh, yeah, now you can only get it if you subscribe at patreon.com slash magical at the movies. Yeah, and hey, it's only like what? Was it? What, how much is it now? $10 per month? Oh, right? yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's two tiers. There's, There's two tiers. tiers. You want to just hear the movie trivia uh, movie trivia is going forward. Any special things we decide to throw in that's too hot for public podcasting, that's going to be in there. That's $5, right? That's $5. all the bonus stuff. $10, you get all that bonus stuff. And four times a year, we're talking fall, winter, spring, summer, you get to add a movie to our ever-growing list of movies. Right. Which is an infinite amount of movies. Guys. Yeah. No one knows how many movies is on the list right now, but I will tell you this, audience, it's under 10. So, get in there. Is Plus, it really under There's going to be even more content that we're developing that's going to probably go behind that paywall. So, exactly. you're going to want to tune in and stick around. Plus, it helps support this podcast, and who doesn't want to support a movie podcast? Yeah, well, Chris is editing these things for the goodness of his heart and his movie suggestions. Exactly. So, Chris, we're going to get you. He's he's newly a citizen to this country. Oh, he's about oh, to be a dad by the time this episode drops. No yeah. kidding. So, do it for Chris, and then we'll also put in really kick-ass stuff. Now, exactly. gentlemen, like I said, tonight's, today's movie was my choice. Yes, it was. Uh, what is <laughs> what is the what is what movie are we reviewing today, Rob? We are reviewing Sidekicks, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hold on, Chuck hold Norris, on. Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> what inspired you to pick this film? I'm just curious. Well. 
back in 1992, <laughs> when this movie came out straight to VHS, which I still have. I today. saw it in theaters. Did you I, see it yeah, in theaters? It was I the saw theaters. it in theaters. Well, it's straight to VHS in my household. Okay. And, <laughs> and I'm sure it did not have... Well, you know what? It may have had a wide release, but uh, that is not how I saw it. Now, it's interesting to me that this felt like a safe action movie, I think, for our household. or for my, <laughs> And not even necessarily my household, because the way I say it, like... I don't think this ever got watched within my household walls. It felt really? like a movie that was always like, we're hanging at Johnny's this weekend. Johnny wants to watch Sidekicks. Interesting. And there's the early 90s karate type craze that hit America for Oh, kids. I think it was the tail end of that. Yeah. It was like, because yes. it definitely has Karate Kid vibes. And I was definitely hardcore. in Taekwondo at the time. There right. you go. Couldn't right. get to that yellow belt, guys. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was doing karate at the time. I was living in Venezuela and my mom took us out, uh, uh, me and my cousin, who was uh, at the same karate time, and we all went to go see Sidekicks. I had no idea who the hell Chuck Norris was. I'd sort of vaguely heard about him, but... No, 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 you I love Delta Force. Chuck Norris. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. <laughs> Kick his ass. Um, but uh, but no no I I just remember that I I absolutely like was like mesmerized by this movie because I was such a dreamer myself you know so mm. that that was probably the only time I saw it and then maybe it was like on HBO like when I was. 17 or something and I just happened to like stumble across it again it has to be that that's where I saw it the majority of the times like when Cinemax was just starting and they had three (laughs) movies and like you know no I first saw this movie when I was a when I was a kid too and um you know, when you picked it, I was like, oh, dear Lord, this brings back memories <laughs> yeah. for me. And we're going from Last Airbender to Sidekicks. <laughs> I know. It's like some, from good memories to bad memories. Prestige <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. You know. The one thing, though, when we were kids was, uh, and we'll probably we'll get into more scenes later, which is probably my favorite scene. But um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when, when Joe Piscopo... Is getting his ass handed to him by Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. There's a. There's a. What does, what does Chuck say? He's like, there's a. There's a competitor here that needs to be taught a lesson. Yeah. In, in, in humility. In humility. humility. A lesson in humility. That's what it is. <laughs> and, then, and then he's all like, uh, "Go, with you. I'm going, Chuck." And we always rewinded that scene as kids, and we'll get more into it. But it was like it was always. It, was, it always made us cry. Dude, I mean, like, I, th- that's definitely like Cobra Kai vibes. Oh, right yeah, there. he's a like, total John Kreese. Yeah. He even looks like him. Okay. So, okay, but Rob, but Rob, here's, yeah. here's what's important. Is this, is this, is sidekicks? Yeah, a punchable film. Punchable. Can you sidekick yourself? I, I think that this movie is uh, grab your buddy by like the forearm and spin flurry kick a bunch of ninjas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Double dragon this thing. exactly. But I will say, for all the cheese, the the giant slab of cheese that this movie offers, for me, it's definitely watchable for two things. If you're a person that loves to have imagination, definitely a movie to watch. And if you just love 
90s action flicks, it's definitely a culmination of all of that fun into a kid's movie. Yeah. It has a PG rating, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the things that would not fly nowadays is just time related. Like, other than that, like, it's total PG. Yeah. I think they say damn in it a couple of times. (laughs) I mean, and there's guns and stuff, but they never actually kill anyone in it. You know, like, I I remember, I thought that they'd... I hadn't seen it in a while, but I thought that they would like actually shoot people because I remember the shooting. Oh yeah, but then but they it, just end up in a tree and yeah, like, their boxer yeah, or like he stuff. shoots the ladder underneath the chick yeah. so she falls and stuff. But they never actually shoot anyone in the movie. Yeah, um, and then there's yeah, we'll get to it. Just the 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 more razor blades in the bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! It's just every trope of like evil doers. Yeah, um, yeah. but we should probably get back. On track with mm-hmm. the back of the box moment. Well, back you got to pull out that back of the box you know that I've you had uh, from when its immediate release to VHS went. So. You know, you got quite a collection of VHS hey, here. I'm like impressed, baby. The Eagle Rock Studio does not disappoint. It's 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 the wallpaper. That. It's essentially <laughs> the wallpaper. <laughs> and when you pull on this one, a door opens <laughs> into the chamber. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Daydreams turn to reality when Barry's fantasy hero comes to his real-life rescue in this delightful action comedy. Barry, played by Jonathan Brandis, lives in a world of fantasy where he imagines himself the trusty sidekick of action superstar Chuck Norris. Together, they engage in a martial arts mayhem, vanquishing every foolhardy enemy that dares to take them on. Unfortunately, in the real world, Barry is no hero. The other kids taunt him and call him a geek. Barry's father, Bo Bridges, suggests karate lessons. After rejecting the abusive techniques of teacher Kelly Stone, played by Joe Piscopo, they find Mr. Lee, Mako, a kindly old gentleman with an awesome knowledge of martial arts who takes Barry under his wing. This is the longest back of the box ever. I but know, I've dude, noticed. We've got one more paragraph. This which, is longer which I than gotta say, though, Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like more accurate than most of the back of the box yeah, yeah, we yeah, ever yeah. read. Better than Valerian. That's yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. Slowly, Barry learns to build his confidence and strength. One day, he will get the surprise of his life when he finds... Uh, uh, when he fends off the school's biggest bully in a schoolyard fight. But but a bigger battle awaits. Challenged to a competition at the state karate championships, Barry finds he needs a partner to compete. The real-life fantasy begins as the champion comes to aid the dreamer. And together, they become an unbeatable team. That's basically the whole movie. That's yeah. Why watch the movie after reading it? Away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and every time you said it's he builds his confidence, I could just hear that that music. Very, very diegetic music. See, yeah. there's two there's two different types of backs back of the boxes. You know, you got the squeeze. Yes. Uh, right. You know, and then you got this. Yep. So you gotta find it like a the balance. Uh, yeah, you gotta find the balance. Yeah, you know? Just give me give me one paragraph that's like Today, he thought it was this, and it turned out to be this. Exactly. Okay. They know that it'll be this. This movie is the a good thrill son. ride. Guys, the good I son do, was, was, was yes, good. Yes. Yeah. yes. I do have to say one thing. We were talking about it being PG and all that stuff. There is one scene that I was like, 
whoa, like, like uh-huh. I was like, how did they get away with that? Where we are introduced to Mako's character, yes. the uncle, yes. and the one dude this says, is "What I was, exp- yes. yeah, tell that." C word to uh, turn off. You notice that they changed, but they if you watch it on Amazon, they changed it. In the subtitles, it said it though. In the subtitles, I didn't. I don't watch movies. No, no, we we watched it with the subtitles because it was like we had the AC running; it was a little loud. So, like we, I'm a a subtitles guy. Peter's a non-subtitles guy. Rob is a sometimes subtitles guy. That's why this podcast works, guys. (laughs) Okay, yes, but yeah, I I noticed they've been changing things like that. Which, whatever, it's no like walkie-talkies in E.T. or something. Right, right, But right. that scene in particular, it's like, yeah, okay, definitely of its time, but it's like a weird, like, super 90s moment. And yes. I was talking about this on my Twitch stream the other day. Yeah. That, like, they're saying it's bad to be racist while, like, that's what they're telling right, the audience. Right, While using tropes of, right. like, the mystical Asian man putting a magic cigar in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, oh, and I think one of the followers, Winter, was like, that's like a C minus. They're like almost there. Right. And it's also yeah. engulfed in like 90s no smoking scare. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Which the, the other thing about it, though, is that it, I will say, though, Mako's character, was, was, was his name Uncle, the uncle? I forget. Uh, yeah, I, let me pull it up here real quick. Uncle Lee. Uh, right? Mr. Lee. Mr. Mr. Lee, yeah. So Mr. Lee, for me, is actually Mystery. my favorite character. Yeah. Oh, he's the best in, character. In, in the whole movie. Best. Like, Better than <laughs> Chuck. No, I don't Chuck Norris? <laughs> because he's his real life sidekick. He's the actual yes. guy that like He is the Chuck Norris ex- of the movie. Exactly. Like he yeah. makes him like yeah, at the end you get the payoff that like he does the tournament with Chuck Norris and is like his hero, but really who got him there and yep. said, Hey, you should get Chuck Norris is Mr. Lee. Like yep. like And also if we're talking um back to like first impressions and like first times we saw this, like yeah, Mr. Lee stands out as a better character now than when I saw it the first time. And then also, I had asthma as a kid. Wow. And now I'm thinking, like, was this introduced to children with asthma as like a way to be like, battle your battle your asthma or whatever? Uh, but I also felt like it was so funny when it was treading the line on like, you can work out through this. Right, you know? right, but right. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> no, but it was funny that like later on they kind of stepped back on that a little bit. It was like, no, you'll find out if it's a crutch or, uh, you know, a needed at, at use. And I like right. that it's also equated to like alcohol abuse. <laughs> and it's like, I think Aaron Norris, who directs all of Chuck Norris's movies, right. has like a, th- a thought he's trying to get across. Right, 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 right. And I love it. I love it. I just think, I mean, sidekicks for me, man, like, I, that movie's beloved. I remember as a kid really relating to this. Uh-huh. I was like 10 years old when this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was I 10 years me. old? Yeah. I was eight when this came out. And I was, and I just thought it was so cool. Like, I wanted to be Barry, like, because I related yeah. to the fact of, like, the imagination side of things, you know? Like, I had those moments where I would dream off fighting ninjas and shit. Same. So. Yeah. One thing that I will uh, piggyback off of this little conversation that we had was um, why is it in 90s movies, like a movie like this, are all of the other people that are not centrally uh, important to the story, why are they all assholes? Yes. <laughs> Every single, 
Yeah, the teacher. Oh, he's hopeless. He's he, he's just hopeless, hopeless. Okay, so you're just going to give up on a kid. Okay, you know, that's one thing. And then going to the guy with, in the, uh, at the train station with the cigar. Yeah. I mean, who calls someone that yeah. in real life, you know? Get and in then, a different cart. <clears throat> exactly. And then, the, and then the tournament, you know, it's like, oh, you don't have four people. Get out of here. Get, oh, in other wait. words, get four. <laughs> he also does call him Charlie, which is oh, like, yeah, really, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's like another. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, <laughs> whoa. It was very, very, very like the bad people are bad. No, but <laughs> no, but no, no, but we're not talking. Joe like Piscopo is he's not- a bad guy that wants, you know, a smoke free area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but Joe Piscopo isn't even that bad of a bad guy. Everyone around, true, true. like you look yeah. at the, even the guys <laughs> calling the tournament are making fun of Mr. Lee for wearing an apron while he's breaking bricks. No, and like, like when they submit. Oh, he's got no chance because he yeah. doesn't have karate gi on. Right, or the guy that like says, um, no, I'm sorry, it's a team of four. Exactly. Like, yeah. excuse me. Like, you're like, fucked. wow, you're so right. Everybody's a dick. Um, we need to, I'm going to pull up that scene real quick just because I think it's one of the funniest things in the world once like yeah he's a smarmy smarmy jerk right and then uh chuck norris agrees and that is the line we were talking about before oh come on chuck norris the chuck norris you got a problem with that son no (laughs) that no no that's the thing perfect like smarmy guy being like Fuck! I can't even smarm my way out of this. No, right. Um, but real quick, we should take a take a break. We'll be right back with more magical at the movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. It's Magical Health Movies with Rob. Rob and Peter. Now, we're all hopeless here. Yeah. Just hopeless. Just we're hopeless. hopeless. <laughs> Joe Piscopo as the bad guy dojo leader, karate sensei. <laughs> you still believe in the Easter Bunny kid? You know, uh, <laughs> That was a great part, too. What is it with these dojo teachers, by the way? This one and then the one, the guys in um, Karate Isn't he Kid. he's the perfect it's, John Kreese yeah, Karate Kid analog? He's, though, like, he's, he's the parody John Kreese. I mean, that, yeah, that's see, Cobra you, Kai. That's what they took that like from. You may like Mako, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Like, you like Mr. I love Piscopo in this Yeah, movie. Oh, he's great in it. He's great I in mean, it. there's so much to unpack with his character. Like, if they did... Like, there's no... Well, he's over say, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him in... Like, I think it's like the second se- season of Star Trek The Next Generation, though, but he's programmed to be the 20th century stand-up comedian for Dana to understand, Data right. to understand comedy. And it is the worst stand-up set in the world. But it is. But it is. Imagine if it was done by this guy, this Joe Piscopo, because that would it practically be hilarious. is that over the top. Like holy shit! But I love that. Like we don't get any backstory to why he's an asshole. Like in Karate Kid, you at least get this like subtle. He was in Vietnam. 
He's a torn guy. He's rough. This guy is just a prick. <laughs> he's just a prick. And it's so funny because it is so like apparent that Chuck Norris is the good guy who does good things, and right. this guy is just an asshole. Right. Like I, it's, and that's perfect for a kid's movie, but, too. But that's right? what I was going to get at, yeah. is that it, it is a kid's movie at the end of the day, right? Or like a preteen movie or whatever. And in the 90s, again, film language or whatever was, there was a clear-cut good and evil. Yes. Like, I feel like... Lately, it went from like the 70s to the 80s. Yeah, but but even then, I think, and they're riding the coattails of Karate Kid, which is clear bad guy, good guy. You know, I think that they did that to demonstrate. And also, you know, that this movie was Chuck Norris is an executive producer. This is to make Chuck Norris seem like he's like the nicest, cool dude on the planet. And he kind of knows. And I mean, tell me if you guys disagree, but like, it feels like Chuck Norris knows his place in Hollywood. Oh yeah, you know, hundred percent. Even when this came out, yeah, I think there was a time when he was like with Bruce Lee in films and stuff, where he was a little bit higher elevated. Yeah, right. But like when he went into business for himself, was when he was like, "This is the peak audience for me." Yeah. Um, By the way, this this movie was like. Three steps short of having Steven Seagal be the guy. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's gonna believe Steven Seagal is a cool dude. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like the martial arts, and you imagine this movie with Steven Seagal. Imagine this one uh, <laughs> mixed with Time Cop. You know? Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Being oh, yeah. The <laughs> Sorry, uh, executive decision. I don't yeah. know. One yeah. of these movies. Oh. Now, Peter, upon this rewatch, <laughs> any new discoveries? Anything exciting happening? I mean, I mean, uh, did you watch this at home with the boys? Yeah, we we rot, we 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 rewatched it. Uh huh. Again for um, you know, uh, and it just brought back a lot of elements of nostalgia because you know I hadn't seen this movie uh, since the nineties. Yeah. Honestly, I have not seen it since, you know, I saw it all the way back when I was a kid. I was what? How, how old was I when this came, this came out? What? 96? 92. 92. 92. Oh, wow. You're, you're <laughs> so like I was, uh, ages saved to I protect was the 10 innocent. years old. Yeah. I was the age of my nephew right now. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. And, um, and uh, you know, so going back and watching this again, it's like, Wow. It just brings back a lot of like, you know, memories and, you know, just nostalgia for me. Nothing really stands out except, you know, uh, Chuck Norris cool. Yeah. You know, Joe Piscopo is cooler. <laughs> no offense to Chuck. <laughs> he, well, he does emote a bit more than Chuck. Yes, he know? does. See, he Chuck does is just like. Exactly. Chuck is just kind of like this cool dude. Just like, yeah, that's what people say you know? about Chuck Norris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, apparently, you know, uh, he when he does a push up, he doesn't push his body up, he pushes the world down. Wow. wow. Hey, Talk about time cop. We just yeah. flew back in time with that joke. Uh, now, here is another thought, gentlemen. Can we talk about Chuck Norris essentially making a different movie? Like, this is a popular movie. Yeah. Rambo. Now I'm going to make Delta Force. Right. You know, Didn't he do like, Lone Wolf or something? Yes. But like that same sort of idea where yeah. like, these are popular films. This is Karate Kid. We're making Sidekicks. Yeah. But Sidekicks also stars the... You know, second in line yeah. in First Blood Part Two, 
yes, the woman who played right. Obama. Yeah, exactly. The teacher. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we're kind of mixing streams here, and that's why I think think Sidekicks is a little bit more special than yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. It, I I would have to agree with you on that, but it's it goes back to what you said earlier, Rob. Where like Chuck Norris knows his place in Hollywood, yeah. and he knows what works, and he knows his image, and he's like, I'm not going to be as big as Stallone. But I definitely am going to ride the coattails of that because I have my own audience that yeah. loves me as my version of my own. So, plus, Chuck Norris has the legend of being in fucking Enter the Dragon and yes. being the martial artist that he is, which Stallone is not. You know what I mean? So I think they went more on that side of like, let me display my martial arts prowess uh, and use that as a central theme. But let me uh, take some of the elements that were successful for uh, those other guys, which is... Absolutely. You know? There's a really cool piece of audio we used in the Comic-Con Begins podcast where Chuck Norris talks about when he first met Bruce Lee. And like this was like archival audio. Right. Just like at like the second Comic-Con he's on stage. And he's right. just like, right. yeah, we just started talking about our, our lifestyles and like our approach to martial arts. And then we had to leave the whatever convention we were at or they were done filming Enter the Dragon or something. Yeah. And uh, he's like, so we got on the... Uh, elevator together and oh we were staying on the same floor and we were just kept talking about philosophy and martial arts and then we started working out in the hallways on like this is how I do this move and then the next thing we knew was 8am Wow! and uh, Bruce Lee was one of my best friends ever since that day and I was like oh my god makes me want to start doing like Jeet Kune Do and yeah. one of the yeah. parks here in yeah. town. There are instructors that they just meet I have at a this park. I have a buddy who does it. He's Damn. a retired Navy SEAL. He will teach you all there is to know. Oh, <laughs> Damn. I, I, need, I, need like... to, I need to lose, uh, lose this winter weight, boys. <laughs> yeah, I want to get together with that guy. That yeah. sounds amazing. Hey, yeah. Magical at the Movies Martial Arts Training. That'll be behind the paywall. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, I don't like to toot my own horn, but you know I am a black belt in Taekwondo and Karate. So Well, um, <laughs> My almost yellow belt flex from earlier is not showing a good light. Rob, as a man behind the camera, was there anything in this movie that didn't just come out as like, no, they did a, a, a really decent job? So for me, this, the first time I, I should say, the first time I watched this, right? It uh, seemed larger than life, right? Mm -hmm. I was eight years old. I saw Barry as like a teenager, you know, like, well, now I'm a lot older and I'm looking at, at Barry as like this kid, right? And, you know, form language and film has changed. So it seems a little smaller, like, like the pace of the action seemed really epic and big for me back then. Now it just seems like, oh, it's a little cheesier. It seems almost like student filmish, like, yes. like a little bit. Yes. But I agree to, with you, to be, actually. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Yeah, and the music and all that. And I, maybe it's because when I was in film school, I actually, like a friend of mine asked me to act in his uh, short film. And he was like, it's sort of like sidekicks, but it's actually like a love story. Like you're just in love with a girl and you're always trying to like rescue her and shit. Wow. It's um, give me the same but different. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's giving me the same but different. And it was and when I saw it, it like when I saw this time, it reminded me of that short film in a way a weird way that was reminiscent of this film. So but film wise, structurally, I think it works really well. I think that the movie sets up a great dynamic and it's telling two stories at once. Yes. Which I think could have been trickier, but it handles it really well, where like it's Barry's sort of confidence through martial arts and training, but 
the dreams that he has that also sort of give him confidence, like climbing the rope. Yep. You know? Yep. And other things. And and I really... Mr. Dumpling-ing. Yeah. Mr. Dumpling. His battle with the asthma and then like Mr. Lee really helping him and training him. And like, the, it, I think it executes it all very, very well. You know? So to me, I, I really don't have too many technical problems with this movie. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, there was no like funky edits. And I think we're all like kind of used to a little bit more low budget, like cutting corners in the edit. Yeah. That this movie didn't seem to do. No. And there's there's the cheesy moments when like Barry wakes up from his dream and he's in an awkward position where sure. like that. But like, but that's part of the overall feel of the tone of the movie. Me, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. What are you guys' favorite scenes in this film? Say that one more time. What is your guys' va- favorite scenes in this movie? Oh, I mean, I've pulled up one of my favorite scenes. I think I know. Like, yeah. can, can I just tell you one of my favorite moments in this? <laughs> yes, movie? Yeah, please. Because sure. I remember it from the theater and just going like, "This is so cool!" Is when they're like both like with the trench coats and the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, That's those based, mullets! They're all like based off of his movies. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My scene comes from that daydream. Okay. Because like, okay. they like are sneaking into like the factory. With, yeah. Like the I made the joke of it earlier with the yeah. razor blades. But Peter, did you have a favorite one? And we can pull it up if you want. To. Yeah, we'll pull it up after you okay, guys. Okay. Well, well, but the, the thing was was when he when Barry pulls the fucking bazooka. Oh yeah. Oh out, yeah. And he just does this like big smile and raises his eyebrows at him. He's like ah like that. Like I love that moment. Also, some of the best music in the movie is there. Let's. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Chris, feel free to trim this down if you want. We're just going to watch this scene. (laughs) (laughs) The music. (laughs) Holy. Acid rain. Harnessed acid rain. What are they getting out of this? You Nothing. know what I mean? Like, where's the profit? Like, what's the crime syndicate that's just like... They're just evil. They just want to cause evil harm. just just to be evil. And yeah. it's like, the, you got to remember that this is the imagination of a... Oh, a child. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I do love the uh, eye makeup on everyone. In yeah. This one. It's really making them pop. Also, can we talk about, like... Mrs. Lee, Miss Lee always being the damsel in distress in white, like, like, yeah. just like, oh no, <laughs> until <laughs> it's winning, until right? This, until it's winning from the one who hears. I think her name's Danica in real life, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she like wrote a math book or something. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. very bright. I don't understand what comes up next, right? Anyway, now. but no, no, oh, okay, okay, I don't Same understand this particular part coming up. Yeah, Spike. Oh, I don't get this. Well, I um, did Amadeus recently come out at this like point? ten years before. Yeah, I was gonna say like. It's I think definitely- he's just like this evil guy that's just saying, "Let's make this operation." So he's conducting everyone to like do the evil. That, that it's see. a very cartoon. Like yes. I could see oh. like uh, Daffy Duck doing this or something. You right. Know. He's just like orchestrating for the listener. I don't understand the whole Spike thing. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, where did he come from? They they tied up Spike because they saw him on lookout. Is Spike like? Is, is Spike another character too. from earlier? That That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's a character from real life because you know how he makes yeah, the villains like, from real life. Yeah, that's what I love about the opening. The opening, the opening was. Um, <clears throat> 
a, a nondescript villain with the original yeah. like two white ninjas coming down. Yeah, uh, is a nondescript, and then after he meets uh, Kelly Stone, <laughs> all the villains become uh, Joe Piscopo's Kelly Stone. But back to the or white the ninjas. gym teacher too for a while. Was it really? The gym teacher was the guy that was like cranking the chains on his lungs. He was like the, the, in the oh, like yeah. Nazi type The Nazi movie. guy or whatever. Right. But then he earns his respect, so he stops seeing yeah, him seeing like him that. Yeah, seeing him as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my favorite scene is actually it's just a moment. And it has nothing to do with Jonathan Brandis because we know <laughs> he wasn't in that white ninja suit. No, he no. was not. When he was doing those nunchucks yeah. at the tournament. Oh, yeah. My man. God. Now that was impressive. They did it like I think that was the first time I actually started figuring out movie magic. Right. You know, like I didn't know that. Um wait, is it after this? It's part? after. Okay. Um because I, I didn't know that they wouldn't get kids to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or I just he didn't, didn't have the promise to do it. There yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, so they just fade out into this guy who's fully masked up. He's fully and masked. he's like freaking Look at eight, that. 60 pounds larger than he yeah, is. Exactly. You know, like, like more muscular. Well, no. and I think they also do a really smart thing here. Right here. And it's just like the spinning these nunchucks is insane. Well, and they do this really smart thing here where um, the music is very like flams and like clicky and stuff. So you're like mixing it up also with the sound of the wind. Yeah. No, the flurries. And he's, but that's how he believes himself to be is this ninja. I will say there is a great shot when he's training. Oh, yeah. And it's like they're at a barbecue or something, and the camera punches in through them. And it's actually, like, it looks like Jonathan Brandon's It's not. Like, it's not him. Yeah. But I remember, I get chills thinking about it, because it's just such an epic moment where he's just like, wow, he's learning. Like, he's kicking ass. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite moment. In, yeah. Other than, like, I'm coaching ya. I'm coaching ya. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris. Now, guys, we, we got to take our final break, and then we'll come back with our final thoughts as well as, you know what? We should probably start plugging things we do outside of the podcast as yes, well, because we each have should. some fun things. So Sounds good. We'll be right back it. after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. It's Madrigal at the movies with Rob and Rob. <laughs> we're uh we're reaching the end of sidekicks and we're each realizing we're each other's sidekicks, but depending on the situation. <laughs> when is Peter my sidekick? <laughs> when am I Rob's sidekick? When you know, it's just it depends on where we're at in this world. At a certain point in time, yeah. we're all each other's sidekicks. Yes. Everybody exactly. needs a good sidekick. Sometimes I'm the hero, sometimes I'm the sidekick. You know, Um, but we're all Chuck Norris's at heart. Uh, (laughs) What the hell am I talking about? (laughs) Guys, I think I brought sidekicks to the table. So I'm going to go with my final thoughts first. And 
What else can I say? We're watching this movie because it's not going to be on AFI's top 100. Um, AFI. Even though it should be. A fire <laughs> inside. Um, and this movie lit a fire inside of me as a youth to uh, do better than what I was at, to, to push my body to what it needed to be, or at least watch fun movies uh, that involve nunchucks and <laughs> Chucks Norris. Um, was it dumb? Yes. Is it something to throw on, eat some pizza, and hang out and talk about with your friends? Yes. Very important. Um, and uh, that's about it. It's not something that needs to go on the rotation monthly or yearly, but uh, it can be put on and had some fun with. Uh, Rob, how about you? Where are you at with this? So one thing I got to say is that I always uh, love watching movies with my girlfriend who was actually born in around that time, so she never got to experience it. But, you know, it's... It's interesting to see her perspective because she actually like was completely absorbed in the story, right? For me, it's a nostalgic movie that, yeah, it doesn't have to be an Oscar-winning thing, but the performances are actually pretty good. Like Jonathan Brand is believable. Like, yeah. like he, he's you can relate to this kid. And me personally, like growing up with martial arts as a kid and and being a dreamer because I love movies and all that. It spoke to me. This movie was like, I can relate to this character. I was not really bullied the way that he was, but you know, there were some dicks out in like always that, all the time. Yeah, that like because you are a dreamer, you're different. They kind of so I remember wanting to like understand and be like Barry, you know. So um, to me, it's like that movie is 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 my. It's actually Karate Kid speaks to me on a different level, but but this movie was like sort of my little growing up Karate Kid, and it was a wonderful, just nostalgic watch through this time where I just chuckled and like you said, see the behind the scenes. Like I know movie magic now to go like, Oh, I see how this sits this together. Yeah. Like the magic has faded in terms of my childhood, but I still appreciate it for all that it is. So totally. What about you, Peter? <laughs> well, you know, like I said, it's a, it was very nostalgic for me to rewatch this movie, you know, to see it after, what is it, uh, 26 years, you know, it's been a long time. And um, yeah, you know, I I think I recognized some of this stuff when I was younger, you know, uh, one thing my dad said about, um, about like the the flaming bricks was like, oh, that, that helps him. It's like, no, it doesn't. The <laughs> bricks aren't going to burn, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, he has an, un, uh, uh, an, an advantage, you know, for breaking the bricks. I was like, nah, that's not true. But um, one thing that I do remember, and it kind of brought back memories, is, you know, like end of fights in, in, in the yeah. locker room. You know what I mean? Yeah. I won, a, I, I won all of them, actually. I remember. Wow. <laughs> I remember yeah. it was, and it started was, and finished yeah, all of yeah, them. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> no, no. I remember, like, into a fight with this big, you know, because it was, you know, it was uh, football. Sure. You know? yeah, so, sure. Yeah, so I remember all that. But, uh, you know. And the, it, the, the height kind of, of school. Yeah, the high, yeah, exactly, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly appreciate this movie. I really do. It's, uh, it's not going to be part of the rotation. It's not like Superman 2. No, it's part of the rotation. No work. But, close. you know, it was, uh, it did bring back a lot of memories and I really appreciate it. Thank you for. I'm, I'm going to just jump in one more thing. It's that when you suggested it, Rob, you're like sidekicks. No part of me was like, oh, really? I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. It, if it's on, yeah. I will watch it. Yes. Yes. I think that is exactly it because there are some. Movies that I will put on that are 
stupid and ridiculous that it's almost like, oh God, okay. Like I know it's going to be a good conversation, but I have to watch it before the conversation. You know, this is not one of those. This is no coherence. Uh, are you wait? Are you talking about Avatar? The yeah. <laughs> last oh, man. <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah, I think uh, all in all, worth a watch from our listeners. At at the moment of recording, it's free on Amazon Prime, and if not, I'm sure it's about a 99 cent rental yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Um, Gentlemen, a new thing to bring into the this is that we're all creatives. We we came together because of that, and we should let people know where they can hear other things we do. And you know, this sparked the other night because Rob, you had invited me to play Dungeons and Dragons on I your did. Twitch stream. I did, and it was epic. Yeah. So just tell people where they can find you on Twitch or anything else you'd like them. To yeah, do. guys. So I'm regularly on Twitch and Rob and I, as Rob mentioned, do a lot of collaborations on Twitch. You can find me at twitch.tv slash phantom director, but director with a K. So phantom mm. director and obviously my Instagram, Rob Federick and, uh, Vimeo. You can just Google my name and a lot of cool movie stuff will pop up for you guys to watch as well as the Riven. Oh, oh yeah yes. oh yeah peter you have something to do with that well the rive and destiny I, I i had a little you know producing role in that <laughs> a little part to play in that, <laughs> a little part you know. to play wait are you guys doing uh two robs don't make a right not or, yet but not it's yet? Uh, i'm thinking that's gonna be some patreon it's, content it's sort of developing and also that. i gotta say guys i am developing some filmmaking courses Ooh, so if you guys are yes. interested in seeing that they may be behind the patreon and some other avenues they're, they're coming though they're they gotta let yeah. us know what they want what else that's do you a, want besides movie trivia that's audience amazing. you know uh, but Peter, I know you do social happy hour. Yeah, as well. I do social happy hour every Wednesday. Right now, we're on a little bit of a hiatus because we're planning a few things uh, this month. Um, I'm going to do the proof awards in Las Vegas, so I'm going to be uh, tasting all these new brands coming out. I do it every year. Ooh, <laughs> I might be bring back some good whiskey, man. Might have to tailgate I will. I'll, on this. Uh... I'll bring I'll bring back some stuff for you guys. But <laughs> um, but that being said, we got uh, something coming out behind the Patreon wall as well, Ooh. and uh, it kind of like caught fire. Fire a couple of weeks ago when we announced it, but we're going to be doing uh, my own version of The Bachelor. Oh, <laughs> wow. so um, so it's going to be a lot. That's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, stay tuned because so, it's uh, going to get really, really interesting. Nice. Man, all of the everyone can find links to that on your like Instagram and such, right? Oh yeah, no. I mean, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna put it behind the pay. Uh, oh, the Patreon. Uh, we're gonna gotcha, we're gonna gotcha, create gotcha. Uh, a that's Patreon right. for this particular. Uh, show and uh, yeah, if you're gonna wa- if you want to see it, you're gonna have to you know tune in, tune in, figure yeah. out, <laughs> pay the Patreon account. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'll say that like I am here to support all of these endeavors, gentlemen. <laughs> Very hilarious. Um, I've got a couple things. I Twitch stream too, but uh, I think uh, if you're podcast listeners, maybe uh, tune into Pumpkin Spice Podcast or the TV Show Show. Those are two other shows I host with a friend out here in LA. Uh, next week, maybe I'll plug the Twitch stream, but uh, maybe I'll plug Peter's Bachelor thing next <laughs> yeah. week. Who knows? Well, the cool thing is, guys, that if you tune into any of those avenues, you'll get info for the other exactly. ones. Because so, we're all each other's sidekicks. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's what I love about this movie, baby. <laughs> uh, we got another five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we say thank you to them. And uh, you, when you reach out and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Absolutely. helps us in the algorithm. So, since this is my choice, I'll be sending us off, gentlemen, for Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, I've been Rob Schulte, and this is Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. See ya! Woo!
Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts.